counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo. Welcome to the Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags and Wags, I can't believe it, but we're wrapping up our positional reviews here. Uh, we've gone through all of them, and we're we're at the safety position, a group that was incredibly active, particularly the second half of the season. And and it's a it's a group where uh, Wags, I mean, we might have we're growing into some of the premier guys at the position. It's interesting, isn't it, that we've got some 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 guys that maybe not be names around the league, but based on their performance out on the field this year, and you said it, second half of the season, just took it to another level, <clears throat> some standouts uh, in this group. Might have been, dare I say, the top performing position group of anyone on the team. And not only just with the starters, I think we've got some really talented uh, guys that maybe aren't going to be out there on the field down in and down out, but when they got opportunities, they really showed what they could do. So, Dan, I'm excited to talk about this group, and <laughs> I think let's just kind of start it off the top. We've got uh, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage as our starting safeties, and uh, both of these guys just bought it this year, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and I'll tell you what, Amos – was just, you know, after about week three or so, it's like another gear clicked with Adrian Amos. He was like a, like a field general out there, uh, at, at the safety position, um, roving around, um, being a bit of a ball hawk at times, which is so exciting to see, playing really well over the top. Just, he's sound. And, you know, he just seems like one of those guys where, you can trust where he's going to be. He's not going to be out of position, and he's going to make the play. And legs, if, if that's what you're finding in your safety, uh, you can't go wrong. And, and that's not to minimize him because I think he's above and beyond that. But he was so good this year, and I think such a good complement to what Darnell Savage is becoming. And I uh, thought that Darnell um, – you know, second half of the season, started to play closer to the line of scrimmage, and it's like they unlocked the secret of his talent. When he was able to play closer to the line, Amos playing a little bit further back, um, both versatile guys, but my goodness, when you combine their talents, um, they are freaky good, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm so optimistic going into next season, pairing these guys with the Jair Alexanders of the world and probably upgrading uh, from the Kevin King spot, legs, these safeties are just nasty. I think they're going to continue to grow and learn and feed off each other and just play better football down the stretch going into 2021. I think they're fairly interchangeable, too, right? And, and, and both of them can play at the line of scrimmage. They can play deep. Um, I thought Darnell Savage in particular really grew in his coverages over the course of this season, and I really just trust him, whereas until the second half of the year, he could get beat at times if he, you know, um, fell for the bait of what the offense was doing and and just was relying on his speed, which he's got a lot of, but sometimes you're not able to make up ground quickly enough, but it just seems like he was reading things 
incredibly well. Um, that led, I think, had direct impact uh, on Darnell getting four interceptions this season. And what's what's really impressive, though, is that that unlocks so many things. I think um, for for both of these guys because now deep now offenses don't really know what they're going to do. I mean. Uh, Adrian Amos can come up and press the line of scrimmage, and then he drops back and covered. All of a sudden, Darnell Savage is coming on on a delayed blitz from from deep, uh, or vice versa, or you know, and and they really just uh, helped out a lot in the run game. Uh, both of them racked up a lot of tackles, and sure, I understand that uh, you don't necessarily want to get a lot of tackles from your safeties, but it, I didn't think it was. You know, from like years ago, uh, when Ha Ha Clinton Dix was getting a lot of tackles, yeah. it was because nobody could make a play <laughs> at the first or second level. Uh, and this was more, they were just getting unleashed, uh, both Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, uh, and able to really, uh, just be all over the football field. So I'm particularly excited to see, uh, what this defensive coaching staff and, uh, what they're able to do as they continue to grow. Adrian Amos, you know, he's still a young guy, too. I mean, I know that we picked him up in free agency, but he was coming off of his rookie deal. Um, so he's just entering his prime, man, and he's he's playing some excellent football. Uh, and now uh, with Darnell Savage, it, thinks, it definitely appears things slowed down for him, uh, and uh, he was able to, you know, just take his game to another level. So uh, this is just exciting, exciting stuff to see, um, the the level that those two guys are at, and um, if they're able to build on that next year, I mean, look out, kid. Wags, it's funny. Adrian Amos, I feel like the other signings when he was a free agent, um, it kind of overshadowed him to your average Packer fan. I mean, Darius Smith has been as advertised. Preston Smith had a monster first season. I think, you know, the, the Smith brothers – um, rightfully so, probably, you know, got a lot of attention. But all of a sudden, after two seasons, we're watching Adrian Amos. And, I mean, if, if folks go back and look prior to Adrian Amos, um, you don't have to go too far back to remember the days when we were scraping at the barrel for a number of years trying to find safeties. Uh, the, the Packers had some pretty significant holes there. So, I mean, talk about Goody being able and, – and, and the rest of the uh, front office uh, at being able to um, look at the weaknesses and find and fill those weaknesses and, and allow weaknesses to become strengths. And that's just what they've done. And I think it's worth noting that because it's not some foregone conclusion that the Packers were going to have good safety. We were barren there a couple of seasons ago, went out, spent some money on Amos, went out, used some draft capital, first-round pick on Darnell Savage, and all of a sudden, two years later, you've got this young veteran, as you mentioned, and we have this rising star in safety and Darnell Savage, and it's, it's so great because if you've got your back end taken care of, you can do so, so much more with your defense, and that's why Coach Barry has got to be licking his chops taking over as defensive coordinator, there's just so many pieces to work with in the Packers' defense. Yeah, it's really incredible, too. And it's not just the interceptions. They combined for 21 pass defense uh, wow. this year. And I, I know a lot of those came in the second half of the season. So those those are big plays. I mean, how, how frustrating was it a couple of years ago? It seemed like 
anytime opposing offenses wanted to pass a ball, they were getting completions over the middle. That was not the case this year at all, uh, particularly that second half of the season. So you can't harp on that enough. I mean, these guys were making plays, uh, covering a ton of ground, and, you know, just is just really making an impact on the defensive side of the ball. And when we can get that out of the back end, um, you know, and we know we've got uh, some, some good guys up front to get some pressure. So if we can get both consistently, this defense could finally be taking that next step to be really, really special. So, Dane, um, what do you think? Are, are, is this something that they can build on and get even better next year, or is that an unreasonable expectation? I don't think it's unreasonable at all. I, I, I think that, uh, and I do not say this lightly, Wags, you know how high I am on Nick Collins, um, you know, the Packer great that career was cut short due to injury. Um, Savage is having that similar projection, right? He's having that similar where, you know, Collins' first year um, kind of was learning the ropes, second year started to come on and then just, like, exploded and we're watching Savage in a similar route. I, I think we know who Adrian Amos is. He's going to be a guy who can make big plays, but he's also going to be a guy who allows for the other safety and the other defensive backs to, you know, kind of um, free range a little bit and do their thing. I think that that plays perfectly into Savage's hand, too. I wouldn't be surprised is um, blitzing a little more uh, with this new defensive coordinator, and also, I think the interceptions actually, believe it or not, Wags, I normally don't do this because interceptions can be a little bit of a fickle game. I think they could go up next year because he is a ball hawk. And when you've got Jair Alexander on one side, teams are, you know, starting to look other directions. And I think that we were watching Savage, and he was starting to bait quarterbacks into throwing balls, uh, you know, that he was going to be able to close in on. He's that kind of guy. So I actually think the sky's the limit for Darnell Savage. I think he's that good. I'm excited to watch his growth going into year three because he could be one of those guys that we're looking at uh, partway through next season going, holy smokes, we got another superstar player on our defense. That's just exciting things to think about because you, know, you get your back end taken care of, you get your D-line and your pass rush and in-line, you know, things just come into place for a defense. And we've got some, some good guys on the outside, so if we can get some consistency opposite Jair, uh, I think this this is – we've got talent, folks. I mean, we've got the pieces to really take this defense to another level. And uh, these guys on the back end – are a huge component of that. So um, can't state that enough. Dan, let's talk about some of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to focus because we have some injuries um, when it comes to the down. Thankfully, the uh, both Amos and, and uh, Savage were pretty healthy uh, throughout the year. Uh, behind them, there was, there was a, a little bit of a rotating door early, but – the guys that we finished with, I was extremely encouraged with. So I'm going to name all three of them, uh, Will Redmond, Henry Black, and Vernon Scott. And, you know, there's nothing guaranteed when it comes to roster spots. But I don't know about you, Dane. I feel pretty good about all these guys um, and what they can bring to the table. Me too, and, and so much so that 
Um, Will Redmond being a free agent might be out of a job because of how good Black and uh, Vernon Scott played this this past season. And uh, I, I, that's not to say that I wouldn't like to see Will Redmond back. I mean, we've talked about Will. I like him, man. He was a third round pick. He was a corner coming out of college, knee injury. Um, you know, found his way as a safety onto the Packers roster, and it's just been a grinder the last couple of seasons for the Pack. Um, one of those guys that you just like to root for, and uh, uh, when he steps in and plays on the defensive side, plays well, but also shows a ton of value on special teams. Um, but I'll tell you what, and, and again, like I'd like to see him back, but you look at Black, and, and he, he throws down. He's a heavy hitter um, who I thought worked his way in when given a chance. And Vernon Scott, I loved what he, he brought on special teams and I think that he can play either safety spot uh, pretty seamlessly. Um, so, Wags, when you start looking at – and they're, they're just young, right? They're, they're both rookie guys uh, that, that are out there. They're eager to play. And when given a chance to play for a team deep into the playoffs, they showed up when needed. So um, I like the steadiness that Will Redmond brings. I trust what Will can do. I also like that he can play in that dime spot. Uh, and cover linebackers and do some of that damage as well. Um, but I like what these other young guys do. I mean, I I, I know that I've, I've seen some reports out here, Wags, and they're like, oh, the Packers' depth behind the starters at safety isn't that deep. And I'm like, what what film were you watching last year? Because I, I really like what we have here. And uh, for rookies to show the way that they did, I think going into year two, this is going to be a competitive defensive backfield, and uh, we're going to see these guys battling for reps in camp. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because what, what do you want? It's kind of an interesting measure. We've got Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos out there uh, basically every game, every play, playing at an extremely high level. So it's almost kind of the same as what we talk about quarterback and the backup behind Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of ridiculous that we're mm-hmm. talking about the depth and, and the quality, but you said it, those uh, particularly Scott and black for being rookies, they were out on the field. They got playing time on the defense and you didn't know that they were out there. And I say that as a compliment because when you play a safety position as a young guy, uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of attention uh, thrown your way. Defensive are going to test you and, uh, they did not play like rookies in my mind. They didn't get a ton of snaps or a ton of opportunities, but when they were out there, they were they stepped up. I thought they were getting the job done. So I'm excited to see what they're able to do and continue to develop. Um, sometimes you just have to uh, appreciate when these young guys go in there and the brights aren't too bright, or, or the lights aren't too bright for them. And uh, they clearly showed that they could belong. And I'm not saying that they'll never get beat or that. These are the, uh, the next couple of Pro Bowl safeties waiting in the wings. But um, I think we've got some really solid depth behind uh, Amos and Savage, young guys that will continue to get better. They're hungry, and um, I feel comfortable with, with where we're at. I wouldn't mind seeing Will Redman get brought back, Dane. I, I know you said he might you know, be chasing an opportunity here. Uh, so he's going to have to do what's best for him. Uh, I totally get that. But there's something to be said for his experience, and I think he's given us uh, a few pretty good seasons here in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he may, again, he may not be someone at this point that we're projecting to have 
you know, long-term potential as a, you know, a starter at the safety position. But I think he has value uh, on this team and on this defense. Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll see what the front office wants to do and what Will wants to do, for that matter. And But um, I certainly would not mind uh, if the Packers are able to work something out with Will and uh, bring him back because uh, I think he has performed pretty well in his time in Green Bay. Yeah, he and he plays meaningful snaps too, right? He's another one of those guys. Like when we see Will, Will Redmond get out there as, as an extra defensive back. I mean, I I know you and I have talked offline about this, and it's like good, you know. Like uh, it, it didn't seem like the tight ends were tearing us up like they've done in past seasons, and I think Will Redmond was part of that. So like I, I'm I'm totally with you uh, on that front, and I, one of the reasons that Will. Played so many snaps second half of the season was um, the continued injuries to Raven Green and, and Wags. I want to talk to you about him. I know that he's somebody that you're a big fan of, um, but the, the injury bug bit again for Raven, and I feel like more often than not he's he's um, you know in the training room and not on the field. So uh, as a free agent. How do you see him projecting? Do you see the Packers bringing him back, or, or do you see them saying, you know what, this might be uh, uh, all she wrote for, for Raven Green's time in Green Bay? I think it's all she wrote. And I, I'm i fine with that, to be honest with you. He just hasn't been on the field enough. He was someone that it seemed like Coach Patton really liked in that hybrid role, and we had plans for it. Maybe not so much this season, but last season. Certainly they did, and he just wasn't able to stay healthy. And unfortunately for him, it goes that way sometimes, but I think the Packers are going to be moving on here, and I don't see any any scenario, really, that Raven Green's back in Green Bay. Um, not only did he seem like a Patton guy, it's just uh, the injuries just are, are too much. And we've got some young talent, uh, frankly, that have stepped up. Uh, we mentioned all those guys that we talked about. Uh, so I, I think Raven Green... You know, he was serviceable. It seemed like he could uh, do the job, and the defense missed him, particularly two seasons ago. But um, I think it's time to move on, uh, and uh, I don't see any scenario, really, to be quite honest with you, where he's back in Green Bay. So uh, we wish him well, uh, but uh, I don't. I would be, I'd be pretty surprised uh, if he's back in Green Bay at this point. Yeah, and and you know, it, it would. I think it's something I have to bring up, maybe a wild card in this, and maybe this is just fan projection and, and maybe there's nothing to this, but maybe there's something to it. I believe we mentioned a little bit on our cornerback review, but, um, you know, I know this is a review, but, you know, we're always kind of looking ahead on this podcast as well. Any chance Josh Jackson also gets a, a, a run or a look going into camp with a new defensive coach? Possibly. If you look at this this position, I don't expect them to add in free agency. Frankly, I don't think they're going to spend any draft capital, or if they do, it's going to be a very late-round pick um, on a safety. Uh, so, you know, why not? I think we're pretty solid with the guys that we have there. And if, if Josh Jackson's someone that the coaching staff feels like they want to give an opportunity to see what he can do, What's the downside? I mean, I really don't see much downside. Uh, he might not make the team as a corner. So let's see if he can latch on and be, you know, one of our second or third guys. We usually carry five safeties. 
So if if perhaps it's between Josh Jackson and Will Vedman, you know, Josh was a, a few years younger. Or we, you know, Goody used uh, draft capital on him, and, and you know that doesn't matter at a certain point. But I'm sure that the the coaching staff in the front office wants to see Josh Josh Jackson be successful as a Packer. So if there's any way that they can figure something out where it's mutually beneficial, sure, why not? And I, I'm sure Josh Jackson desperately wants to prove that he can be part of this defense and, and latch on as well. So um, now we'll see what happens. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, one of those things where uh, if this coaching staff uh, wants to give him a shot there and if they think he can be successful, uh, they're not going to be counting on him to go in there and, in play uh, from week one. I think we've got an opportunity uh, with Josh. He's, he's clearly a very talented player. Uh, perhaps he just overprocesses things a little bit at the line of scrimmage. Definitely, we know he's stronger on zone coverage than he is in man. So uh, perhaps safety is the best spot for him. Um, so it will be interesting to see. I mean, certainly um, the coach coaching staff with, with Coach Gray being back, he's, he's got a a year working with Josh now, and he's got a lot of experience in the league. So if anyone would know whether Josh Jackson could make that transition, I co- I trust that Coach Gray would be one to be able to make that assessment as well. Definitely. No, that's 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 good insight. And, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I don't see a bunch of uh, addition to, to the safety spot. Maybe, you know, Will comes back and, um, you know, maybe an undrafted free agent as well seems to be something the Packers did this last season an additional late-round pick, but um, definitely one of those group swags that when we talk about, you know, individual defensive groups, we talk about the safeties and some of the other positions, this is a defense that too much talent. There's too much talent on this, and I think we're going to continue to add broadly to the defense, uh, in both free agency potentially as well as the draft. I just I think this is going to be a defense that, um, has the talent to be successful. So I'm really, I'm already eager to see what other additions are, are made broadly to this defense because I think we're really close to something special happening uh, on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, and look, uh, every time I try to predict what Goody and the front office are going to do, they 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 turn around and say, "Oh, hold my beer." Um, but again, and this doesn't be overstated. I think this is just my final thought on this group. It's one of those position groups that it's just nice going into the offseason and saying, this group is solid. We don't have any holes here. We don't have any real needs here. We've got a few position groups like this, that on this roster. So that, uh, yeah, you're going to target best player in the draft. Um, you're always looking to improve for free agency. Packers don't have a ton of money to work with. It, uh, so I don't expect them to be super active in free agency, although there could be some bargains out there, so we'll, we'll be talking about that here in, uh, in the next episode. But uh, in the draft, it's nice when you can get the best player. And, oh, by the way, it's also a, a one of the few positions of need. You're not trying to plug holes all over the roster. So uh, the performance of this this safety group has uh, got to make you feel a lot better about not only the defense, but uh, this team as a whole as we build – this roster and get prepared for 2021. Wags, folks should find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we've got a new YouTube channel as well. 
uh, where uh, you can go watch a lot of interviews we've had with current players, former players. Um, you can actually watch us in addition to, to just hearing us on a podcast. Um, so please feel free to, to, to go there, continue to tune in, share, rate us, like us. And uh, we're going to continue our these pods now that the uh, positional reviews are over. We're going towards free agency in the draft legs because there's never really an off season in uh, Packer football. Yeah, so looking forward to it. We should have the free agency primer ready for you sometime later this weekend. It starts in earnest next week, so let's get ready for that. But for now, we're going to sign off. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!